ಸಹನಾವತು ಸಹನೋ ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವಧೀತಮಸ್ತು ಮಾಷಾವಹೈ ಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿಶಾಂತಿ ನಮ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಂದ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಗುರುಪಾದಾಂಬುಜನ್ಮನೆ ಸವಿಳಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಸವಿಳಾಸ ಮಹಾಮೋಹ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕಕರ್ಮಣೆ ಗ್ರಾಹಗ್ರಾಸೈಕಕರ್ಮಣೆ in the concluding verses of this ninth chapter called dhyanadeepa prakram the chapter which illumines the topic of dhyana or meditation the author says here that this very same as idea that meditation upon brahman is a valid means for gaining the knowledge of brahman is also dealt with or talked about in another text called atma gita or perhaps atma puranam <coughs> vicharaakshama atmanam upasita iti santatam that one who is not capable of doing vichara that discrimination between self and non self that kind of a subtlety of mind one does not the one who does not have atman upasita may he meditate sakshat kartum ashaktopi chintet maam sankitah don't have any doubt about the fact that the self is brahman this is what you heard from the teacher and thus without doubting that you don't see that fact and still without doubting that fact sakshat kartum ashaktah so one is not able to do sakshatkar or one is not able to realize or see that fact but even then maam asankitah chintet without any doubt about the truth or without any doubt about the efficacy of this meditation maam chintet may one constantly dwell upon me kalena anubhavarudah this very repetition in the mind aham brahma aham brahma soham shivoham kalena anubhavarudah that will become a reality in course of time bhaveyam phalito dhruvam that this chintanam this constantly repeating this idea <clears throat> just repeating the idea understand that's all it is and there is some knowledge involved in every idea but not the knowledge that really that idea should convey so hum that i am those words in fact should reveal the i that is saha or brahma but they don't quite reveal but still they reveal when i repeat so hum or shivoham they do reveal something about the self that is brahma it is limitless it is pure it is auspicious and they keep repeating this because it's a fact and therefore in course of time it will become a reality yatha gadhani dher labdhau nopayah khananam vina mallabhevit mamlabhevitasvatma chintam muktvana chaparah for the one who is not able to do the vichara or the discrimination for that person knowing the self gaining the self knowledge is comparable to 
the wealth of the treasure that is buried in the earth and how the treasure that is buried in the earth can be acquired only by actually digging and there is no other method and so also the treasure that is buried within and that is what the self which is of the nature of Brahma which is a treasure which at the moment is not available to me which seems to, I seem to be separated from that and therefore one has to keep on digging so here the effort comparable to digging is Svatma Chintam constantly repeating this idea meditating on that idea <coughs> so as you keep repeating that will become clearer and clearer and clearer that's the whole idea because it's a fact since Brahma self is Brahman is a fact therefore you keep on repeating that idea that I am Brahma in course of time that idea will become reality and as much as that idea will become keep on becoming clearer and clearer and clearer and the repetition also become more and more meaningful and ultimately it will reveal the truth of that statement the idea is that that very very uh, process of repeating that idea which is called upasana here has the capability of revealing the truth contained in that idea this is this is the principle of upasana on meditation that a given idea when it is repeated has the capability of converting it into reality that is how all upasanas or meditations are, all worships are done. That when you even meditate upon a deity, then you keep on entertaining that bhavana or that thought in your mind and that becomes a reality in course of time. Here, the self is Brahman and therefore keep on repeating that idea has the capability of making that idea a reality because it is a reality. <coughs> Dehopalam apakritya buddhi kuddalakat punaha khatva mano bhuyam bhuyaha grunyan maam nidhim puman how for retrieving the treasure which is buried in the earth how first one removes that stone on the top and then removes that earth similarly also here there is a stone in the form of the dehatva buddhi or a strong identification of the body and secondly this strong identification with the mind and constantly in our buddhi or the intellect constantly repeating this thought and it was first to become one to become free slowly from this strong identification of the body then the strong identification of the mind and ultimately leads one to recognize the self as it is anubhute rabhave bhi brahmasmityeva chintitam anubhute he abhave api even in absence of anubhuti or immediate knowledge Brahmasmityeva chintitam. May you keep thinking, may you keep maintaining this thought flow. Aham Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma, I am Brahma. So, when, while meditating upon a deity, which at the moment is not there, and then while constantly meditating upon that, when that becomes a reality, then what to talk of this, this thought that I am Brahma, that it will become reality, because it is real. That I is Brahman. And therefore, even if one does not see that fact, may one keep repeating that. Anātva buddhi saisalyam phalam dhyanat dine dine. What is the evident result of this? Are there some landmarks? You know, how do we know that this is really benefiting me? He says, yes, anātva buddhi saisalyam. That strong identification anātma, strong identification with sense objects and with my possessions and with my body and the strong identifications which are there, Saithilyam bhavet. Dine dine. 
day by day, every day there will be shaitalyam or a little bit of loosening of the grip of the strong attachment or identification which obtains to the moment with anatma or the non-self. And this is what one will see. So here the author says, that do this and you'll find that by constantly repeating the idea that atma, self is brahma, I am brahma, that slowly and slowly that saithilyam will happen, that loosening the grip of that identification or attachment with non-self will slowly and slowly happen. And thus, there is what we call the evident result. That other result is in future. When this idea will become reality is in future. But even as this idea is repeated, it bears the result in terms of releasing my attachment or identification from the non-self, slowly but surely. And therefore, it is only proper that one should do Vichara, if one is able to do discrimination, that is the ideal thing to do. But when one is not able to do that, or when that doing vichara also does not seem to yield the fruit, then this is also what one should do. Dehavimanam vidhyasva dhyana atmanamadvam pasyan martyam ratobhutva shatra brahma samashnude. Verse 157 said, that thus atmanamadvam dhyana so adhyanat constantly thus dwelling, meditating, repeating this idea. They have himanam vidhasya, uh, becoming free from destroying that identification with the body. Adhyanat atmanam advayam pasyan. Then seeing oneself as advaya, non-dual, and avyaya atmanam advayam, seeing the self that is non-dual. Martyaha amrta bhutva. This one who took oneself so far as mortal becomes immortal, discovers the self to be immortal. Atra Brahma Samasnade. Here indeed he attains Brahma. And this is how in this chapter the whole thesis is that this repeat repetition, constant meditation upon the, this idea I am Brahma is also a means for gaining liberation by first creating the knowledge that I am Brahma. And that is how it leads to liberation. <coughs> we go to last verse 158 Dhyana Deepa Phalamaha says in this verse what is the phalam the result of Anusandhanam now this very chapter suppose we keep on reflecting upon this chapter constantly then what happens is the result stated in this verse Dhyana Deepa Samyaka Dhyana Deepamimam Samyaka Param Rushati Yonaraha Param Rushati Yon Mukta Samshaya Evayam Mukta Samshaya Evayam Dhyayati Brahma Santatam Dhyayati Brahma Santatam Dhyana Deepamimam Samyak Param Rushati Yonaraha Yonaraha, that person, Samyak Paramrushadi, who constantly dwells upon this chapter. In this verse, the author tells us the result of dwelling upon the of this chapter. This Dhyana Deepam, this chapter is called Dhyana Deepam. The series of five chapters from six to ten are called Deepa. Deepa means a lamp. A lamp is that which illumines something. Thus, every chapter illumines a certain idea and therefore every chapter is named Deepa or Lamp. 
This chapter is named Dhyana Deepa. It is a lamp. This ninth chapter is like a lamp that illumines the idea of Dhyanam or meditation. Samyak Param Rushadi, one who constantly reflects upon this chapter. Mukta Samchaya Evayam Dhyayati Brahma Santatam. What is the result of even constantly and properly dwelling upon this chapter? Mukta Samchaya hai. All the doubts that one may have about this meditation. What is the nature of meditation and what meditation can do? All these questions that one may have, Mukta Samchaya hai. Becoming free from all those doubts. Dhyayati Brahma Santatam. In short, whatever obstacles there are, in one supplying oneself to the meditation upon Brahma, all those obstacles get removed on account of a proper, properly dwelling upon the contents of this chapter. And thus one becomes capable of constantly meditating upon Brahma. I am Brahma. <coughs> so, if one dwells upon this chapter, that's why I thought that it may be a good idea to take a an overall look at what we studied in this chapter from beginning to end and sometimes spent on that would be worthwhile because it will bring to our memory what has been studied in course of a number of weeks and also uh, we can focus our attention on the central idea leaving the other discussions which were there and that will give us an idea of what this chapter has to convey. <coughs> So we begin from the verse 1. I'll, I'll also here uh, mention the num- verse number so that you will know uh, what we are discussing. Even before the first verse, what was the purpose of this chapter was stated that for the, just before the first verse, the, the commentator here gives a, an idea of what this chapter contains. That for the person who is st- who has listened to the Upanishads. So we are talking about this meditation to be performed by a person who has listened to the Upanishads. Shruta Upanishad Kasyabi. In spite of having listened to the Upanishads, Vedanta, from the teacher, for a, le- for a period of time. Buddhimandhyadina kenachit pratibandhena. On account of some obstacle. There is no reason why knowledge should not arise when listened to the teacher. Because what is to be known is my own self, which is very much there. And the means by which I know that are the words of the Upanishad, the statements of the Upanishad, which are unfolded by the teacher. And so my mind, where the knowledge should take place, that mind also is there. And these statements of the Upanishads, when unfolded by the teacher, they prepare the mind to know. And the self, which is to be known, also is very much there. So both the pramana and the prameya, pramana means means of knowledge and prameya, the object of knowledge, the self, both of them are there, knowledge should take place. And still if it doesn't take place, some obstacle is there. Like the object to be seen, this flower is in front of me. My eyes with which I have to see that the eyes are the pramana, the means of knowledge, that also is there. In spite of my eyes being open and the flower in front of me, if the knowledge of flower still does not take place, or doesn't take place as it should take place, then perhaps there is some difficulty with my eyes. There is some obstacle, and that obstacle has to be removed. So similarly also, it is the mind's eye with which we see the truth of the self, which which, which is anything. 
So the truth of the self also is seen by the mind's eye. And if the mind is not able to see in spite of an exposure to the teaching of Vedanta, that means that there are some obstacles. And therefore, that aparoksha pramiti, that aparoksha jnanam, or that immediate knowledge does not take place, <coughs> then what should we do? Tadupasana dwara. Then, with the paroksha jnanam, or the indirect knowledge that one has, one should use that knowledge that one has gained from listening or shravanam for the meditation. Upasana dwara. Tadupasana dwara. Moksha phalako upasana nidarsayuhu. Nidarsayishuhu. The author here is desirous to show in this chapter this upasana of the meditation which would become a means for the arising of the immediate knowledge which ideally should arise from listening to the scriptures. But if it doesn't arise, the very ideas are there. See, when we listen to the classes, the ideas are there in our mind. But somehow that clarity is not there. So that very same idea which we have when you keep repeating that idea, which is called upasana or meditation, in course of time, that very idea becomes clear. This is what it means in simple terms. That I am free, I am limitless, I am asanga, unconnected, I am the self of all, I understand what it means, but not quite. I see it in my intellect, I can see, but still, I am not able to own up that fact of my being free or the self of all. So, an understanding is there in the intellect, which is what we call paroksha or indirect knowledge, but still the paroksha that immediate knowledge of this fact is not there. Then author says, don't worry. Take that understanding that you have and keep on repeating that. And in course of time, that will become a reality for you because it is a reality. In short, that parokshagyanam or indirect knowledge will get transformed to immediate knowledge and thus one gets liberated. This is the idea conveyed in this chapter. <coughs> thus the first verse said, Samvadi Brahmavad Brahma Tattvopastya Vimuchyade Uttare Tapaniyetaha Shrutopastri Nekaha Just as a Samvadi Brahma or a leading error so just as a leading error leads one to the successful end, and the illustration given here in this chapter is how the gleam of a gem is one, another is the reflection or the ray of light coming from a lamp. Both of them look alike from a distance, and they are taken mistaken to be actually a gem, and so there are two persons one sees a ray of light coming from a lamp and then commits the error of taking it to a jam. Another one sees a gleam of light coming from the jam and takes that to be a jam. Both of them are wrong and still the person who happens to run to the spot where there is a gleam coming from the jam ultimately becomes successful in finding, discovering that jam which he wanted. On the other hand, the other person who goes to the light of the lamp doesn't find a jam. So this fellow who mistook the gleam from a jam as a jam was an error, Brahma it was, and still it turned out to be a leading error or samvadi Brahma in as much as even that error also resulted into the successful end. <coughs> so how an error, meaning that he did not see a jam and still found the jam, the whole idea is 
that what he saw was not a jam, what he saw was a gleam coming from the jam. And still how it led him to the discovery of the jam. And so also there is a gleam coming from the jam. What is it? Brahma is a jam. What's the gleam coming from that? What we call the paroksha jnanam or the indirect knowledge. That I am Brahma. I don't see Brahma, but still I have a general idea, I am Brahma. And therefore, even that indirect knowledge, even though it is not, a, I mean, it is not an immediate knowledge, and therefore those words are not really understood totally. But still, even that meditation also leads to the discovery of the truth, namely the self being Brahma. <coughs> And then in several verses, the author proceeded to explain what is meant by samvadi brahma or leading error, which we just discussed. He said that these leading errors are many. Sometimes you mistake vapor also for smoke and you think that there is fire and you happen to find a fire which happened to be there. And therefore sometimes error also leads us to the successful completion of what we are seeking. This does happen in life. And such incidents are called samvadi brahma and leading error. So this meditation upon brahma also is comparable to an as much as that also leads to the ultimate result of discovering myself to be brahma. <coughs> Says verse 13, for example, Swayam brahma opi samvadi yatha samyak phalapradha brahma tattva upasanabe tatha mukti phalapradha. You might wish to Mark down these verses so that when you want to dwell upon this chapter, maybe these verses will help you. So that idea is said in verse 13. Swayam Brahmopi Samvadi. Just as this leading error, even though it is an error, Yatha Samyak Phalapradaha, or the leading error in spite of being error, still leads you to your desired end. Brahma Tattvopasanabi, Tatha Mukti Phalaprada. And similarly also, this meditation upon Brahma, meaning I am Brahma, also leads to the successful result in terms of liberation. <coughs> then go to next verse 14. The question is, that how do you meditate upon Brahma? When you do not know Brahma, how can you meditate upon Brahma? Therefore, the verse 14 said, Vedante Byo Brahma Tattvam Akhandaikarasatmakam Paroksham avagammyaitada Ahamasmi Tupasade He says, yes, you do not know Brahma, meaning you do not have an immediate direct knowledge, experience, if you want to call, of the self in Brahma. But still, Vedante you listen to Vedanta. And from that you come to this understanding that Brahma I have to be. Because I am searching for freedom, in my, what I am searching for in and through every pursuit in my life is freedom. And that freedom naturally cannot be acquired from anything else because everything else in the world is limited. And therefore becoming limited or acquiring something limited cannot make me free. And therefore that freedom has to be my nature. Purity has to be my nature. We see this fact as it is unfolded in, the, in Vedanta. And thus I do see in my mind this fact that I am Brahman. Akhandaikarasatmakam, Brahma which is indivisible, homogeneous, pure. Paroksham avagammetada, this I know parokshata, indirectly, that's all. So you, thus this meditation requires an exposure to Vedanta, listening to the teacher and ascertaining this fact in my mind, that yes, 
I am Brahman. There is no doubt about that fact. If there is doubt about that fact, well, then you should expose yourself until all those doubts are clear. How can the self be Brahman? How Jagat is Mithya? How Brahma is Satyam? And how that Brahma is a self? That fact, until that is understood, one has to expose oneself to this teaching. And when there is no doubt about that, when there is a clarity that, yes, I am Brahman, well then, you have the requisite resource or equipment to perform this meditation. If there is a doubt that I am Brahma, well, certainly your mind will not settle. But mind is no doubt that I am Brahma. And when this is so, then the mind will be able to settle down to this meditation. Says verse 15, Pratyak Vyakti Manulikya Shastra Vishnu Adimurtivat Asti Brahma Isamanya Jnana Matra Parokshadihi. There is what is known as Parokshadhyanam and Aparokshadhyanam. Indirect knowledge and direct knowledge. What is indirect knowledge? Brahma is. They say that I am Brahma. This is indirect knowledge. And I say that I am Brahma. This is direct knowledge. So Brahma Asti, that Brahma is, is indirect knowledge. Brahma Asmi, I am Brahma. This is immediate knowledge. That's all. So what we have to do is transform this Parokshagyanam indirect knowledge into Aparokshagyanam, the direct knowledge. And this transformation can be done by upasana or meditation. That's what is said in the verse 18. Satchidananda rupasya shastra bhane bhane pyanulikhan pratyancham sakshanam tattu brahma sakshana vikshade. That shastra says satyam gnanam anantam brahma. And thus when I listen to this unfolding, I can see that, yes, Brahma is Satyam, it is truth, it is awareness, it is limitless. Pratyancham sakshanam tattu brahma sakshana vikshade. To know Brahman as Satyam, Gnanam anantam is one thing, but to know that Brahman is a self is another thing. To understand that Brahma or God is Satyam, Gnanam anantam, it is truth, it is aware, it is knowledge, it is fullness, it is limitlessness, to understand that is one thing, and to see that Brahma itself is another thing. So I understand that Brahman as truth and, and knowledge and awareness and limitless, but still I do not see myself as that limitless. So this is called Parokshagnanam. Pratyancham Sakshanam Tattu, Brahma Sakshan Navikshade. Then says verse 19, Shastraoktene Umargena Satchidananda Nishayat. So when you have that knowledge that Brahma is Satchidananda or Atma is Satchidananda, it is not Brahma or delusion. Because it's even intellectual or indirect knowledge you gain as a result of listening to the scriptures and logically thinking about it. So this is also valid knowledge. So Parokshagnanam or indirect knowledge also can be valid knowledge. Just as you see the smoke on the hillock and you infer the presence of fire, that knowledge is valid knowledge. And similarly also, you, you infer or you see this, you, you indirectly see the fact that you are Brahma, that is valid knowledge. And therefore, that knowledge becomes the basis for Upasana. How come that knowledge does not become a reality? What are the obstacles because of which I see that fact in my mind where I don't see myself as, as Brahma? Says verse 21, 
देहाध्यात्म विभ्रांत जागृत्यां नठात्मान ब्रह्मात्मत्वन विज्ञात क्षमते मंदधीतः देहाध्यात्मत्व विभ्रांत बिकॉज ऑफ द स्ट्रांग आइडेंटिफिकेशन द बॉडी एंड एवर वन इज नॉट एबल टू सी वन सेल्फ बिकॉज वेन एवर आई लुकेट माई सेल्फ विच सेल्फ विल आई लुकेट आई लुकेट माई सेल्फ विद ईगो एंड दैट ईगो इज ए प्रोडक्ट यू नो दैट वेरी स्ट्रांग ईगो इज देयर मीनिंग दैट इज अ स्ट्रांग आइडेंटिफिकेशन बॉडी एक्सेट्रा इज देयर देन देर इज सच ए टेरिबल फीलिंग अबाउट माई ओन सेल्फ आई लुक अपॉइंट सेल्फ अपॉन यू नो दैट सच ए कॉम्प्लेक्स आई हैव अबाउट माई सेल्फ देट आई टेक माई सेल्फ इज सो स्मॉल बिकॉज ऑफ अ स्ट्रांग आइडेंटिफिकेशन द बॉडी दैट इज स्मॉल सो एज लॉन्ग एज दिस कैंड ऑफ अ सेल्फ कंडेमनेशन All this complex is there of looking down upon oneself. So long, the teaching of the scripture does not become effective. You see, one has to real, relatively become free in order to discover the self that is freedom. One has to relatively become happy in order to discover the self that is happiness. And that is not there when there is a strong identification of the body, etc. And that becomes an obstacle to direct, immediate knowledge. And therefore. ब्रह्मधी मंदधी दैट इज वॉट मेक्स मंदधी मीनिंग द डल इंटेलेक्ट इंटेलेक्ट मेक्स इट मेक्स इंटेलेक्ट इनकेपेबल ऑफ सींग दिस फैक्ट एंड वर्स ट्वेंटी टू सैड ब्रह्म सुविज्ञेम श्रद्धालो शास्त्रदर्शि अपरोक्ष द्वैत बुद्धि परोक्षा द्वैत बुद्धि मैटर इवन दो यू सी योर सेल्फ स्टील अ स्मॉल बींग अमिटेड बींग योर इमीडिएट एक्सपीरियंस इज आई एम अ लिमिटेड बींग But your understanding the mind is that I am limitless. You understand in your mind because of the logical analysis and exposure to scripture that yes, I is limitless. But still, when you work, whenever you think of yourself, you only think of a small, limited, insignificant being. Doesn't matter that parokshignanam or the immediate knowledge of self being small does not contradict the parokshignanam, the indirect knowledge that the self is Brahman, and therefore one can definitely. Perform that meditation. Then verse twenty-eight says, "Upasthi nam anushthanam arshagranteshu varnidam vicharaksham martyasche tachchutto pasane guruho pasare guruho." Then this upasthi nam anushthanam. There are many granthas, many texts composed by many sages where this upasana. Or meditation has been described. Vicharaksham martyasche. Those beings, those human beings who are not capable of vichara, meaning those who do not have that subtlety of being able to discriminate between the self and non-self. Tashrutva upasade guruho. They learn from the teacher the method of this meditation and they perform this meditation. These meditations are described in many texts written by the sages. And the idea is, all you need is shraddha. What do you need for this meditation upasana? You need shraddha. Shraddha in the teacher, shraddha in the scripture, and shraddha in your own self. That self is Brahma. If that shraddha is there, then mind can dwell upon this without any resistance. If that shraddha is not there, it would be difficult to perform this meditation because the mind will resist.
then of course in many verses the author discussed there what is the means then to gain the aparokshignana immediate knowledge vichara so in many verses the author discussed this vichara or this inquiry into the self while on the side discussion as to what is the means for immediate knowledge and then comes back to this discussion in verse 54 so after 28 essentially jumps to verse 54 atyanta buddhiman dyadva samagriya vyapya sambhavat yo vicharam nalabhade brahmo pasita sonisham atyanta buddhiman dyadva because of the buddhimandyam the dullness of the intellect meaning that the lack of that subtlety which is required in the intellect to be able to separate the self from the non self samagriyah vaapya sambhavat or maybe one doesn't have the facility to do the vichara or inquire into the into the upanishad yo vicharam na labhate therefore for whatever reason one who is not able to successfully perform the vichara or the discriminative inquiry brahmo pasita so nisham that person should constantly meditate upon brahma <coughs> then the question was asked how is it ever possible to meditate upon nirgunam brahma you say that brahma is nirgunam devoid of any attributes nirakaram free from any attributes any form how is it ever possible for the mind to meditate upon anything uh, upon that which is devoid of any qualities attributes at all mind can only meditate upon something which has some attribute because mind always is accustomed to dwelling upon things having attributes so brahman is devoid of all the attributes how is it possible for mind to meditate upon brahman so the verse 55 said nirguna brahma tatvasya na hipastera sambhavah saguna brahmani vatra pratyaya vritti sambhavad he says that is it is not that you cannot perform meditation upon nirguna brahman just say you perform meditation upon a form upon an image upon a upon a concept which is saguna brahma or brahma is attribute just as what is meditation is repeating that thought maintaining a thought flow same thought flow so just say you are able to meditate upon saguna brahma or brahma is attribute similarly also you can maintain the same thought flow aham brahmasmi and therefore even meditation upon nirguna brahma is also possible how do you meditate that brahma is i am which brahma i am that brahma which is beyond the words beyond the mind beyond the speech that brahma i am in this manner one meditates says verse 63 uttarasmim stapaniye shabya prashne sakathake mandukyalo uti sarvatra nirguna upasthi rita so where do you find this reference of nirguna upasana says there are many upanishad one upanishad is as we said this nrsimha uttaratapani upanishad then in prashna upanishad in katha upanishad in all these upanishads what the teachers are saying is may you meditate upon brahma om with the help of omkara or pranava may you meditate upon brahma so this pranava upasana or meditation with the help of om is what is uh, enjoined or is what is taught in many upanishads mandukya upanishad according to them prashna upanishad katha upanishad in all these upanishad you do find the upasana or meditation upon brahma and therefore 
that meditation upon Nirguna Brahma is not something that is new or something that is not dealt with in the scriptures. Then verse 67 started the discussion. Tishthandu Murah Prakrita Nirguna Pastiriyade Vidyekyat Sarvashakastha Gunanatropa Samharayad says all the Upanishads describe Brahma and therefore may you take all those characteristics of Brahma Satyam Jnanam Anandam Brahma Vijnanam Anandam Brahma Nityam Shuddham Buddham and so thus different Upanishads Nitya Shuddho Buddha Satyo Mukta Niranjana Nitya means eternal you don't exactly see what it means, but you understand something. Shuddha, pure. Buddha, enlightened. Satya, real. Muktaha, free. Niranjana, untainted. Vibhu, all-pervasive. Advaha, non-dual. Anandaha, happiness. Paraha, transcendental. Pratyat, the very self. So thus, Upanishads talk about the self or Brahma. So these words reveal something to you which is what we call paroksha jnanam and with, these, with the help of these words may you meditate upon Brahma. <coughs> and Brahma is revealed in the scriptures in two ways. One is in an affirmative way, other is in a negative way. <coughs> what is negation is neti, neti, not this, not this, not this. Asthulam ananu akhraswam says Brahma is not gross, not subtle, not long, not short, not red, not yellow, not this, not this. In this, keep on negating all possible attributes in Brahma. <coughs> it is not a sound, it is not a touch, it is not a color, it is not a taste, it is not a smell. Just keep on negating. This is called the negative way of describing Brahma. <coughs> And other is what they call affirmative, positive way. Satyam, Gnanam, Antam. It is Satyaha, Muktaha, Suddhaha, Nityaha. So in these words, eternal, free, non-dual, pure, untainted. This is the affirmative way of revealing Brahma. So two ways scriptures reveal Brahma. And one may use all these expressions for the purpose of meditation upon Brahma. <coughs> Says verse 73, Anandadi vis rasthuladi vischa atmatra lakshitaha akhandaikara sasoham asmityam upasade that in a negative way and the affirmative way both ways Upanishads describe Brahma. <coughs> Soham, I am that Brahma. Which Brahma I am? Satyam, Gnanam, Anantam, Nityaha, Shuddha, Muktaha, Buddha. That Brahma I am. This affirmative way. I am pure. I am free. See, this is how one meditates. I am pure. I am free. I am non-dual. I am boundless. I am happiness. This affirmative way. Affirmative. Or, I am not gross. I am not subtle. I am not small, I am not limited, I am not impure, I am not a sinner. This is what we call negative way. Both are okay. 
Just what I am not, that also is important to know. Because so many complexes I have about myself that I am a sinner, or I am impure, or I am limi- I am bound, I am inferior, I am good for nothing, I am little. So these are the complexes that I entertain about myself. Keep on negating them, because they are all false. All those complexes are a product of ignorance. So keep on asserting, I am not small, I am not impure, I am not sinner, you know, I am not inferior, I am not useless, I am not sad, I am not unhappy. Keep negating that. There is also meditation upon the self. Or otherwise you may have affirmation. Depends on your mood. I am free, I am pure, I am sinless, I am untainted, I am happiness, I am full. In this manner, affirmative and negative. Both these methods which are there in scriptures, with the help of those statements, may one keep on asserting this fact. Assertion is there, not seeing. In meditation, there is an asserting. I assert that I am so and so. In knowledge, I see. There is a big difference there. That's what the question was. In verse 74, Vodho Pastyor Visheshah Kaha Itichet Uchyadeshunu Vastu Tantro Bhavet Bodha Kartu Tantram Upasanam if, the, if you have knowledge, then very utterance of the statement will reveal the fact that I am pure or I am free. In which case, no effort is involved on your part. But here, in meditation, you keep on asserting this fact, I am free, I am free, I am free. I am not bound, I am not bound, I am not bound, I am not sad. <clears throat> and thus, meditation calls for a individual effort the knowledge doesn't require any effort at all. Knowledge is true to the object of knowledge. Meditation being a mental act, it requires a will, and therefore with will, you keep on making this effort and maintaining this thought flow. <coughs> so all that you require, as the verse 77 says, Apto Padesham Vishwasya Shraddhalura Vicharayan Chintayet Pratyayiranyehi that even if you don't see this fact, Shraddhaluhu, having faith in the scriptures and having the teacher, Vanchintayet Pratyehi Anyehi Anantaridavrtibihi, may one constantly maintain this thought flow. Without the interference of the opposite thoughts, may one seek to or try to constantly maintain this thought flow. Soham, Soham, Soham. Soham means all this. Satyam, Jnanam, Nityoham, Shuddhoham, Buddhoham, Muktoham, Asthuloham, Ananoham, like this. <coughs> How long should you do this? Says verse 78, Yavachintya Surupatva Abhimana Swasya Jayade, Tavad Vichintya Paschacha, Tasayvam Riddharayat. Yavachintya Surupatva Abhimana May one keep on repeating this, maintaining this thought flow, until one really gets an identification with that fact. What am I thinking? I am free. I am pure. I am unbound. I am sinless. I am happy. Until until that becomes a reality for you, until then one should keep on repeating this. That is meditation. 
And when that has become reality, then what should we do? That I am free has become a reality. Paschacha tathaiva amruti dharae. Then also, you must keep on maintaining that thought. Amruti, until you die, until one dies, this meditator should keep on maintaining this thought. Because he sees now, I mean, that has become a, that freedom has become a reality because of constantly thinking, and then one should retain that all the time. Adhite Swapne Divasadha Jabidadu Japatyeva Tathadhyadabhi Vasaye. How one who is studying, repeating the Vedas finds oneself doing that in the, in the sleep also. Or one who is doing this japa all the time, whole day, Om Namah Shiva, suppose you did it from morning till evening, you find yourself repeating that even in sleep. So Japidadu Japatyeva. How in the sleep also you keep on repeating that? That is how the mind is. And similarly also, if you constantly repeat this idea, soham, 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 you'll find yourself repeating that in sleep also. That's how it is possible to constantly maintain this this, this particular pratyaya or this particular idea. But he says, if you have to constantly retain this idea in your mind, then your a part of the mind should be constantly focused upon that idea how can you do your day-to-day work? says, yes, that day-to-day work will be done only in a casual or a superfluous manner. In order to maintain this idea constantly, it would be difficult for mind to do two things simultaneously. So the example was given, just as a person who loves somebody, how will he, let's say this woman who loves a man, how she keeps on thinking about him. Even though she may be doing household work, Still her mind, one corner of mind constantly dwells upon that person. The household work is done in a superfluous manner because the attention is not there totally. On the other hand, there is a woman, another woman who doesn't have that kind of problem and who is able to totally apply herself to the work of the household, then her work is very thorough. Whereas the household work of this other woman whose mind is preoccupied by the thought of someone else is going to be sort of superfluous. And similarly also, this meditator also does his day-to-day chore. But he does it sort of with disinterest or with indifference. Because his mind is preoccupied with this thought, Aham Brahmasmi Soham. Virodhi pratyam tektva nairantariyena bhavin lapate vasana veshat svapna davi bhavanam. That we saw. And then a long discussion came as to how a wise man works. He wanted to show the difference between the meditator and the one who is wise. By showing the difference between these two persons, one whose mind is preoccupied with somebody's thought and one mind is available for work. How there is a difference in quality of their work? Similarly, a wise man, his mind is not preoccupied because the fact is seen effortlessly. Whereas the meditator's mind is preoccupied, so a meditator, upasaka, he has difficulty in work. His work is going to be superfluous, whereas the work performed by the wise man, because his total attention is available, is going to be thorough. And all that point was discussed in number of verses. And again the discussion came back to verse 116. 
ಉಪಾಸಕಸ್ತು ಸತತಂ ಧ್ಯಾನ್ನೇವ ವಸೇದ್ಯದ ಧ್ಯಾನೇನೈವ ಕೃತಂ ತ್ರಹ್ಮತ್ವ ವಿಷ್ಣುತಾಧಿವತ್ ಉಪಾಸಕಸ್ತು ಹವೆವರ್ ದಿಸ್ the wise man doesn't have to maintain any thoughts flow in his mind because the self is self shining and therefore no effort is needed to know the self whereas as far as the meditator is concerned upasakastu satatam dhyayet meditation involves self effort therefore may the meditator constantly repeat this idea repeat this thought dhyayanneva vasedyatah the meditator should live by constantly repeating this idea ಧ್ಯಾನೈವ ಕೃತ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮತ್ವಂ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಹೀಸ್ ಗುರು ಫೈನ್ ಹಿಮ್ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವಿತ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಎಸ್ ಎ ರಿಸಲ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಎಸ್ ಎ ರಿಸಲ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಎಂಡ್ ಎಫರ್ ಅ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಎಫರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ರಿಕ್ವೈರ್ಡ್ ಆನ್ ದ ಪಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಟರ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಡಿಸಿಪ್ಲಿನ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಅವೈಲೇಬಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಂಟೆಡ್ you could, spiritual practices are many so puja rituals are also one japa or chanting is another one repeating verses another one chanting mentally another one all these are all spiritual practices all of them are beneficial for of them this practice of upasana upon nirguna brahma aham brahmasmi that meditation is the most efficacious that was said in the verse 122 ಯಾವತ್ ವಿಜ್ಞಾನ ಸಾಮೀಪ್ಯಂ ತಾವತ್ ಶ್ರೈಷ್ಠ್ಯಂ ವಿವರ್ತದೆ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಜ್ಞಾನಾಯತೆ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಣೋಪಾಸನಂ ಶನೈ ದಟ್ ವಾಟ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಸುಪೀರಿಯೋರಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಕ್ಲೋಸರ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಟು ದ ಅಲ್ಟಿಮೇಟ್ ಗೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಬೆಟರ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಆಸ್ ಮಚ್ ಆಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಉಪಾಸನಾ ಆರ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಣ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಕ್ಲೋಸೆಸ್ಟ್ ಟು ದ ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ದರ್ ಫರ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಲ್ಟೆಡ್ ಸ್ಪಿರಿಚುವಲ್ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಜ್ಞಾನಾಯದೆ ಸಾಕ್ಷಾತ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಣೋಪಾಸನಂ ಶನೈ ದಿಸ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಣೋಪಾಸನಂ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಅಪಾನ್ ನಿರ್ಗುಣ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಶನೈ ಸ್ಲೋಲಿ ಸ್ಲೋಲಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಜ್ಞಾನಾಯದೆ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಆಫ್ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ದಿಸ್ ಉಪಾಸನ ಆನ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಸ್ಲೋಲಿ ಗೆಟ್ಸ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ದ ನಾಲೆಜ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಸಂವಾದಿ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಆಸ್ ಎ ಲೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಆರರ್ ಲೀಡ್ಸ್ ಒನ್ ಟು ದಿ ಡಿಸ್ಕವರಿ ಆಫ್ ವಾಟ್ ಒನ್ ವಾಸ್ ಲುಕಿಂಗ್ ಫಾರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೋ ಆಲ್ಸೋ this meditation leads one to the discovery of the fact that one is brahman therefore this meditation perform intensely because it means for the knowledge of the self <coughs> and that is how it becomes a means for liberation not directly but by way of creating the knowledge said verse 126 nirguno pasanam pakvam ಸಮಾಧಿಶ್ಯಾಚನೈಸ್ತಿಗುಣೋಪಾಸನಂಪಕ್ವಂಗ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ಸ್ಟ್ರೋಲ
wherein even the distinction of the meditator and the meditation meditated upon, the distinction goes away. And verse 127 said, That thus when this Nirvikalpa Samadhi happens, then all that remains, the meditator also is gone, the effort of meditation also is gone, and all that remains, antaha inside or in the heart is, asangam vastu shishyade. That self is asanga, unattached, unconnected, one without a second, that alone remains. Punaf punar vasitesmin. And again and again, when one practices this nirvikalpa samadhi, vakya jayata tattvadihi. Then tattvadihi or tattvagnyanam, the knowledge of the self takes place. Because you heard vakya. In the past, you have heard the statements of the Upanishad. Tattvamasi, aham brahmasmi. Those things which did not become clear at that time, those statements become clear in the state of absorption when all the distinctions are gone. The idea is that when that state of mind is created as a result of this upasana, then those statements which did not make sense at that time will click now. Nirvikara asanganitya saprakashaika purnataha Buddhav jhatiti shastra uktaha arohantya vivadataha And what shastra uktaha? What was said by the shastra? Ratma is nirvikara. Free from modification. Asanga, unattached. Nitya, free from limitation of time. Saprakasha, self-effulgent. Eka is one without a second. Purna is complete, full. This thing which I had heard and I had generally understood these things now click. I see the meaning of them as a result of in a constant upasana meditation on these ideas that I am Brahma, Purnaham, I am Purnaham, Ekoham, I am one, Nityoham, I am eternal, Nirvikaroham, I am changeless, Asangoham, I am unconnected. This you repeat, ultimately that idea. <coughs> one sees the meaning of these ideas, these statements as a result of the Pakvata, or the ripening of this meditation. And therefore, this yoga abhyasaha or this meditation one should perform because the immediate result is leading to the samadhi. Ultimate result is moksha. Said <coughs> verse 132, Vicharat tattva dhirnahi yogo mukhyas tatastesham dhidarpastena nashyadi Those people whose mind is very distracted, distracted in, ten, in the sense of not being able to focus upon this teaching, not being able to see the subtlety of the teaching. Vicharat tattva dhirnahi And for them by vichara or by performance of this vichara inquiry also, tattva dhirnahi or the self-knowledge doesn't take place. Yoga mukhya hai. For them yoga or this meditation is mukhya hai. That is the principle means tataha tesham dhidarpaha tena nashyadi. This upasana eliminates a dhidarpaha. Means buddhi pramada. The dullness of the intellect is slowly and slowly removed by this meditation. And that's how ultimately it culminates into seeing the truth of those statements.
suppose when I am performing such meditation, even suppose it doesn't get culminate, it doesn't culminate into knowledge, in this life what will happen? Said verse 136, for, for whatever reason, if here in this life, this upasanam or meditation has not become ripe, meaning has not worn fruit, it doesn't matter, marane, at the time of death the knowledge may occur, brahma lokeva, or this upasaka, the meditator, may be led to so-called brahma loka, the realm of brahma, and there he may gain the knowledge, and that is how he may get liberated. <coughs> Said verse 140, Tat samarthya jayate dihi mula vidya nivartika avimukto pasanena taraka brahma buddhivat. Tat samarthya, as a result of this practice of this kind of meditation, mula vidya nivartika dihi jayate, jayate, this buddhi of the knowledge arises that dispels that ignorance of Brahman, and thus this meditation results into knowledge of the self being Brahman. <coughs> And thus it was said, verse 150, in the concluding verse, Ihava marane vasya brahma loke thavabhavet brahma sakshat krithis samyak upasinasya nirgunam Depending upon the ripening of this meditation, of course it may take several births also for the meditation to ripen, but if the meditation is really ripe, then right in this life one gains a knowledge as it is of meditation. Or not ripe enough, at the time of death one gains the knowledge. Yet not ripe enough, then in Brahma Loka one gains the knowledge. Yet not ripe enough, in the next birth one continues. But ultimately this does lead to the knowledge, this Parokshagyanam does become Aparokshagyanam. And therefore, as we discussed at the beginning of this class, that since this meditation has the immediate result, of slowly every day releasing oneself from this strong hold of the identification of the body. Therefore, one should perform this meditation because it gives what we call immediate result. In course of time it will give the result of knowledge. But as we go along also, it gives the result of becoming free from these complexes. See, at, at the moment I am bound by these various complexes, that I am so and so, only I am that and nothing else. And thus this constant assertion that I am not that, I am not that, I am not that, or I am this, I am this, I am this. When we constantly assert that, naturally, because understand that even the notions are also false. The notion that I have that I am a small person, I am limited, uh, all these notions, the inferiority complexes, the self-rejection and all these things that are there, all of these are false also. There is no reason for me to reject myself, but then it is only because of ignorance that I reject myself. Because I don't see myself in the true light, therefore there is a self-rejection. So there is also that self-rejection also is a notion. And therefore by constantly asserting this fact on the strength of the scriptures, and therefore I have the Shraddha in the scriptural statement, I don't therefore... I even disown what my mind says about myself, 
And I keep on asserting what the scripture says about myself. That's what is Shraddha. My mind says that I am a sad person. I said, I am not. My mind says I am a sinner. I am not. My mind says I am impure. I am not. My mind says that I am small. I am not. I am bound. I am not. So this meditation constantly enables me to uh, at least negate those complexes which are constantly being repeated. Understand that constantly I am right now meditating upon this fact. I am small, I am bound. You may not repeat these thoughts, but the thought goes on in one form or the other. All various thoughts and responses which arise from me are a product of this complex on my part that I am an insignificant creature. I am in need, I am helpless, I am bound. That itself is being reflected in my thoughts and actions. That shows that right now I am meditating upon this, this notion, I am bound, I am small. I am helpless. I am needy. Now repeat this, I am not helpless. I am not bound. If, if this is false, that is also false. Then I am needy also is false. I am sad also is false. Then at least these thoughts come from the scriptures. And I have the faith in the scriptures. Then what they say is right. And therefore, with faith when I, can, when I repeat, it has the effect of loosening the hold of those negative complexes. And that is how I can see the effect of this in losing myself from the complexes. This immediate effect, immediate effect, which ultimately culminates into seeing that as a reality. <coughs> and that is how may one constantly do this meditation. Soham, soham, soham. This is what the author says in this verse. And therefore, may one even dwell upon these chapters, ideas containing these chapters, and get a clarity and whatever doubts are there about this meditation also will go away and one will be able to perform this meditation Dhyayati Brahma Santatam one will be able to constantly meditate upon Brahman that is the effect of or the result of fruit of dwelling upon this chapter okay in this manner the chapter called Dhyanadipa Prakranam is concluded it is Srimat Paramahamsa Paribrajakacharya Vidyaranya Pranida Panchadasyam Dhyanadipaksham Navam Prakram Samaptam Thus in the text called Panchadashi which is composed by Swami Vidyaranya the ninth chapter called Dhyanadipam is thus concluded. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantav Punah Punah Ishvaro Gururatmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Namaha Hari Om